Hey, 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 guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. What up? What up? What up? It is June the 27th, y'all. June the 27th. I just cannot believe how fast this year has gone. And people say that all the time, but honestly, 2019, 2020 didn't go fast in my opinion. Um, I hope this finds you doing well. I hope you are enjoying the summer, staying safe. I'm going to always say this, folks, until we are at a much, much, much better, much better place. Stay safe. Wear your mask around a lot of people, especially if you haven't been vaccinated. Even if you have been vaccinated, do the right thing. Be respectful. Be courteous. You know, all that, all that jazz. There is a variant of the virus, the coronavirus called the Delta variant. And like, we're not out of this, guys. We are not out of this. So please, please, please continue to stay safe, be smart, be proactive. And uh, and let's get through this together. Now, I want to really quickly uh, send my condolences and my prayers and hold on to hope for all those in Miami with the collapse of the Miami condo in Surfside, Miami. I am just in astonishment in a bad not in a good astonishing way but in maybe even disbelief that what happened has happened and if you do not know it's a tragedy guys I mean this is something as soon as I saw the news it just took me way back it took me 20 years back to 9-11 when uh the Twin Towers had been attacked and America had been attacked and the falling of the towers um there in New York this first thing that I thought of when I saw the collapse of this Miami condo. And then I just thought, how, how is this possible? You know, you see these kind of things happen with, um, terrorist attacks and you see these things like with natural disasters, but you don't see these things in America. This is a first world country. You don't see buildings collapsing. You don't see residential buildings collapsing. And that's exactly what half of the condo collapsed. Like there are two sister buildings and one at 1 a.m. in the morning on what last Wednesday, this past Wednesday, when people are at home sleeping, resting, looking forward to the summer, looking forward to the future, looking forward to tomorrow, were all of a sudden taken in this collapse and the building collapsed like pancakes and there are are over 159 people still unaccounted for four days later 159 perhaps i don't know sorry i apologize if the number is incorrect but it's up there nine have been confirmed dead that they pulled out of the rubble one died at the hospital that they rescued but a total and then eight physically at the at the site At the beginning, the first night, they rescued a little boy, and I think his mother was one of the one of the victims. And it's hard, guys. It's hard to read the stories of all those residents that live there. I read I read about a married couple with their little baby girl. I think, and the mother was pregnant. So the mom, the dad, the daughter, the baby inside of her, and their niece. Or unaccounted for. <clears throat> it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because 
here's the thing, guys. Things could be prevented. Now they're coming out saying that in 2018 that they had an engineer that reported that there were problems, that they that they saw issues with the building that were not safe. And there's going to be a lot more that's going to come out of this. So there were warning signs. People say, well, you can't, you can't account for something like this. Yes, you can. Obviously, there were signs. Somebody even said that one of the residents had made complaints just the night before. And that's what gets me is these preventable deaths like coronavirus. Like my mother, if she would have wore her mask right, if she would have covered her nose, she wouldn't have let that virus freaking come inside of her and she would be alive today. I do, do believe that her death could have been prevented. But she didn't believe in the virus. She didn't believe it was real. She listened to the lies of the president and his administration. And that's all I'm going to say about that. My point is that there are preventable deaths in I don't know how these 159 people are going to be alive. I don't know how. I hold on to hope. I do. I hold on to hope. And I believe that there are miracles. I'm a miracle. People tell me that all the time. That I'm a miracle. That I shouldn't be alive from all that I've gone through with, you know, going through cancer three times. So I do believe in miracles, guys. But holy cow. The way that building, the way the condo came down, like pancakes, one after another, after another, on top of each other. I just pray that those people died instantly, that they did not have to suffer. That's what I do. I pray that if those who are not alive, those who died, that they died instantly. And man, I pray for their families. I pray for their loved ones because as somebody who lost a loved one so quickly and so unexpectedly, I know what that feels like, that hurt and not being able to say goodbye. And all those families and loved ones of those and the residents of that condo, that's what they're feeling right now. Yeah, they're holding on to hope. But also, the, I, I would want to hold on to hope as well. Say maybe, maybe, maybe they're, they're still down there. They're still in there. Maybe they're hurting, but they're still alive. And we won't know more until more has come out, until the days, you know, show what's going to be shown. They've, they've even talked about finding human remains. I can imagine the kind of damage, the, I can imagine what kind of damage was done. I just pray, I pray that they just died instantly, that there was no pain, that they didn't have to suffer and sit there and lay there in agony. And you could probably hear it in my voice. I'm almost like want to cry because it's just so tragic and it shouldn't have been. And that angers me that that shouldn't have happened. That they should have been able to be safe in their beds and in their homes. Waking up to tomorrow to a new day. And instead, they were killed by whomever decided not to take the engineer's comments and remarks and advice seriously. And this was in 2018, and we were in 2021. So they had three years to fix things. And that angers me. And I know the families are going to be angry. I know that there's already a lawsuit going out, um, rightly so. Um, people are going to be sued, rightly so. And it's not going to be able to bring back their families, but at least it could give them some monetary help and assistance, as well as hopefully counseling. That, they'll, they're, that they're probably already getting than they need. I know that FEMA's out there and I know all these other places are out there. They've even got help from people from Mexico and Israel. I don't know how to deal with such a difficult and sensitive task. 
Although I do look at it and go, why, why couldn't they get some helicopters out there and bring up the, the concrete slate, you know, the concrete slabs and lift up those concretes, you know, and, and in, a, in a way like that. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't do it that way, but that's not my expertise. I'm not an engineer. So they obviously don't feel like that's the best effective way to help if there are any survivors down there then maybe that would crush them. I don't know. I don't, I don't know like the aspects of, of how that works, but they're getting the army of engineers out there um, along with the help from Israel and Mexico. So I know that there's so many people involved in this and I know that that's a great thing. And, you know, there's so many people coming together for this, but it's just horrible, guys. The tragedy of what happened with that Miami condo is just, it's just a tragedy and it's sad and it's, it, it angers me because it could have been prevented. And that's why there are going to be a lot of lawsuits out there. Anyway, I'm not trying to bring you guys down. I'm just trying to say, you know, I don't know. Pray for the families. Pray for the loved ones out there. Send them your vibes, your good vibes. And and um, that's all we can really do is pray and, and still hold on to hope. Um, that there could be some survivors. I mean, there have been survivors in other tragedies that have happened around the world i think in haiti they said that they were they were able to find survivors after 10 days um but it also depends on how the things happen you know like the collapse and how it happened and, and things like that but you just never know miracles still happen and i'm praying that there could be at least some survivors outside of that little boy the little boy who lost his mother and it's just it's terrible Anyway, and um, just my, my condolences to the families, my prayers and thoughts are with you guys. And um, the whole world is watching because this is something that just doesn't happen in America. Like it just does not happen. Ever. Ever. Not in a first world country like America. And that's why it's so saddening and and pathetic at the same time because it could have been prevented that's all i'm gonna say about that moving on did i tell you guys that i finished cancer treatment no well i did and that is also why i haven't been on here in a minute but i'm back i'm back jack and i'm happy to report to you that the last chemo treatment went well you know i had some horrific back pain but Ultimately, you know, the Viking did its job and my two buddies from the Navy, my former Navy buddies, well, they're my, they're my, the present buddies, but we were in the Navy together. So my veteran buddies came out, one from Colorado and one from New Jersey and shout out to Annie and shout out to Nina. Love you guys. What you guys did for me. There's no amount of words that can express my gratefulness to you guys, my gratitude to you guys. Um... You touched my heart. You touched my soul. Just being here with me. We didn't have to do anything. We could have just stayed at the Airbnb, 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 if that was an Airbnb, with the pool, and just chilled, which ultimately, you know, realistically, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, guys, I did more than my body wanted me to do, and I probably should have just chilled by the pool or chilled inside. Um and rested because the day of cancer treatment and the day after was actually the first three to five days or some of the hardest when it comes to fatigue, when it comes to needing to just sleep and rest. 
And I didn't do that because I wanted to participate. I wanted to hang out with my my friends of my Annie. I've known for what 31 years. We met in boot camp. So I've known her since September the 15th, 1993. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the day I got out of the military. Yeah. So I've known her since September 15th, 1989. 1989, guys. And then I met Nina when I was on the uh, playing for the basketball team in Hawaii in I think the fall of 1992 so yeah we've known each other for more than a minute and we haven't always kept in the greatest touch we haven't always um I myself I'll say the same I haven't always been in connection with them through the years but yet we've still remained friends and that's what matters more than anything and I'm trying to learn that you know, we all have our life obstacles and life's obstacles, and we all have things that are going on that we might not even share with each other. And that keeps us from being in constant contact. Not that I need constant contact with anybody. I've just, I've said that before in previous episodes. I'm not one who quote unquote needs constant contact with people. I know how to be by myself. I know how to be in some ways a loner, but I do love my friends and I do love people and interacting with people and Sometimes I wonder, you know, why haven't people kept in touch with me? Like, what's going on? And I have to stop and go, okay, hope it's not that they don't want to. It's not that they don't love you. It's not that it's anything negative. It's just life and people get busy and people have things that they're dealing with that you may have no clue about. And I have to remember that and say, okay, and it takes two, right? So I have to, even though I'm going through a lot of stuff with, I was going through a lot of stuff with cancer and it's, I don't necessarily think I'm the one that has to make the connection and contact them because I'm the one that's, you know, going through what I'm going through. Maybe I shouldn't think like that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, technology makes it easy for us to connect. And it, it, I could be also the one that says, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Because they may not be going through cancer, but they may be going through something that's taken a lot of time of their, in their life and they are dealing with whatever they're dealing with. You just don't know why. We don't know what everyone's going through. You just don't know, you know, what you see on Facebook or what you see on Instagram and what you see, you know, on all social media may be a facade. You know, we all know that. There's articles written about that. There's psychology shows us that, that, you know, what we what we what we show on social media isn't necessarily the real deal. It's not really what's going on in our lives in their lives. Um, that's why we should contact each other. That's why we should reach out to each other. That's why we should communicate with each other and send a little text message or a DM or something, a Snapchat or Marco Polo, which is an app, and just say, "What up? How are you doing? Are you doing all right?" Just it takes a second, right? I'm to blame. I don't do that enough. And then while I was sick, I feel like people should be doing that to me. But in, in maybe I shouldn't think like that. I don't know. What do you think? Hit me up at TalkTimeWHope on my Twitter account. And let me know what you think about that. I have yet to have more than one person hit me up on Talk Time with Hope, Talk Time W Hope on Twitter to say anything about my podcast. So you could be one. You could be one of the people who do that. 
I'd be grateful if you would. Or, or send me a private message at my Gmail account, talktimewithhope at gmail.com, or send me a little comment on the actual podcast. That is possible too. Um, hit me up one way or another. Do you think, you know, we as a society, as, as human race, should could be doing better with how we communicate to one another? Um, I think we could. You know, I was talking to somebody today and I was like, you know, we have 50,000 ways to communicate and yet we, we are disconnected at the same time. And I've talked about that before as well. And we are. Well, we've got all these resources of staying in touch with somebody. It doesn't even, you can send a smiley face and just say, hey, two letters, H-I, hi, you know, through text, through DMs, through snaps, through TikToks, through Instagram, through Facebook. And yet so many of us don't do it anymore. And it's like the more technology we have, the more disconnected we seem to be. And I'm to blame for that too. So I want to, I'm a communicator. I believe in communicating. And one of the things that I've learned is like, I love my friends. I love them with all my heart. I take a bullet for them. And my friends coming to see me on my last chemo treatment. Again, it touched my heart, touched my soul. And I'm forever grateful. That's something to keep in consideration if I don't hear from them now is it they were there for me when, in a time when it was great to have people there for me I had never celebrated the end of chemo before the first time was at the VA and because it's the VA you know they don't even allow you to take pictures there so there's no ringing of the bell there's no celebrating there's no poke the, the nurses don't have signs that say no more chemo or any of that it's just very okay you're through with chemo Congrats, have a great life, you know, hope we never see you again. And then the second time was at uh, UT Southwest. And even though they have stuff um, for people to celebrate, I guess that if the person doesn't say it, they don't, they don't like automatically do it. And in a way, guys, I'm glad I never celebrated it because this time of celebrating it after the third cancer treatment journey um, was to me the best why? Because it's the end of it. I'm done with chemo. I've made my mind up. I'm cancer free and I'm going to remain cancer free and I don't want to do chemo anymore. So this is, this was the best time to celebrate it. I've done 24 sessions of chemo. I've had poison go in me 24 times and I'm done. Not one and done, 24 and done. And it's a celebration for me. You know, people might say, well, you know, does that mean you're giving up if cancer was to return? Are you not going to do any more chemo? Are you going to stop fighting? And, you know, the answer to that is no, no, no. I'm not giving up. A, I'll never give up. B, I'm not stop fighting just because I choose, I will choose if if it ever comes to, to the place where they're like, well, cancer's come back and we need to get back on chemo. I will choose to do what is right for me, for hope. Not what is not what people want from me, but what is right for me, because it's not them that has to subject their body to the, the evils, if you will, of chemotherapy. You know what I'm saying? You guys are not the ones that have to sit there and get that poison put in your body and have all kinds of problems with your body afterwards and during and afterwards. The repercussions of chemo are horrible, too. I mean, people have get cataracts. I've already have eye issues with my left eye, mouth issues body issues, cognitive thinking, memory issues, 
And the more that I put in my body, the more of that stuff's going to happen. Not to mention you feel like crap. You feel like blah. And you feel like you're barely alive. You feel like you're not in the land of the living. And unless you go through that, you won't know what it's like. So, um, yeah, I thought, I think that celebrating this time was the bright, perfect time to celebrate. And I got to celebrate with two of my best buddies of over two decades. And I just thank God for that. Yeah. I'm so happy to share that with you guys and just end, end with letting you know that I'm doing well. Um, after 10 days, on my 10th day of recovering from the last chemo session, I went out to the park and I did like a baby jog um, for about over 20 minutes. Uh, I think a snail passed me, but you know what? I didn't care. I'm like, you you passed me, snail. That's fine. You, you might be faster than me, but the fact is I'm actually doing something. I'm getting out there. I'm getting out of bed. I'm getting out of the house. Went and did my laundry, the laundromat. And then I went for a jog. And just after the jog, I sat on the bench and just appreciated the beautiful, albeit hot, Texas day. Because I can. Because I'm still here. And as long as I can still do these things, I'm going to you know, celebrate every freaking day that I have and make the most out of every day and be the best that I can for myself and get stronger and stronger and stronger. That is my prayer. That is my hope. That is my goal. And then we'll see what happens next because there is a next. I'm at a next place. Now it's a new chapter, guys. New chapter. And I'm happy to bring you guys along with me as I pursue the next chapter that God has for me yeah that's all i got for you guys today thanks again for listening in hope you continue to come back and listen for some more um this next uh episode that i'm gonna have in a couple of days is gonna be political fair warning disclaimer that was my little siren um so you can tune in but be advised it is going to be political and uh because Talk Time with Hope also likes to talk about politics. And Talk Time with Hope is about a little bit of everything. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got for you guys again. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Stay hydrated wherever you are because it's hot. It's hot on the West Coast, just as hot as it is in the South. And um, continue to keep prayers going for the Miami condo uh, collapsing. And Continue to be well and treat each other well and be kind to each other and be respectful of one another and mask up when you need to get that vaccine if you have, haven't yet already. Um, yours truly is hoping to get that in a couple of weeks. And yeah, smile when you can, even sometimes if you don't want to. You just never know who it's going to help. Until next time, this has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope and I'll see you on the flip side. As always, God bless you. Bye for now.